Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Asian Unfiltered from a different lens. Hey, Asian Unfiltered listener, thank you so much for tuning in again. For this episode, it's entitled Crabs in a Barrel, and I want to go ahead and talk about that. But before that, I want to thank my sponsors. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with these Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger. Also, Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code KANONCAST15 at KANON.com to receive 15% off on your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. KANON. Clearly better. Also, I want to thank BetOnline. They've been with me since day one because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. I'm talking NBA, golf, MMA, boxing, hockey, football, and so much more. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. So with crabs in a barrel, the concept is primarily where you have crabs in a bucket or a barrel and the top crab is almost out and getting out of the barrel and the bottom crabs will pull that crab down so that way they can get ahead. And this was really common in Filipino culture. The big relief for me was finding out that a lot of people do this, whether if it's stand-up comedy, people who are trying to get into entertainment... A lot of the times in the workplace, if you're, let's say, an assistant manager and the head manager wants to keep you down because they're threatened, thinking they could be replaced by you. I have my friend Russell on the show. What we first touch on is how common it is in the Filipino culture. And then we start relating it to people of all different races and cultures where you're derived from and everyone that has experienced that. So here's the episode called crabs in a barrel and enjoy so uh the the first thing to address with the filipino culture which is maybe you'll agree with me maybe you you won't it's prevalent in both filipinos in america and filipinos who are native in the philippines Mm, the motherland yeah right okay so I, i text russell and i go hey man let's come up with 10 Positive things and 10 negative things. And then Russell busted out this list right away. Uh, do you have the list in front of you? Yeah. Okay. Do you mind reading just banging through it? <clears throat> this is the negative part? Yep. The negative list. Yep. You know, and let me backtrack a little bit because when I was making this list, it was not that I want to bash the culture at all, but it was just something that, you know, um just dealing with the the community like in the past few years uh, in america in america right? yeah in america actually and in the philippines too in the philippines too uh, the, yeah both um it's just um traits that i've noticed that uh, i've personally experienced myself you know and <clears throat> i'm not saying i'm perfect i i'm i probably have some of these traits somewhere you know what i mean sure and i would like to believe that you know, after being aware of it, that I, you know, tried to correct myself afterwards. You sure. Know what I mean, looking back. But um, I'm, I'm just going to go through it real quick. Uh, the first one's crab mentality. And uh, the next one is uh, this thing called Filipino time. And, um, you know, on a side note, uh, there, there's like uh, reasons why I put these in here, right? Um and the next one is ingit, or um, it's a term. And it's both envy and jealousy. Yeah. It's very harsh. Yeah. And then there's uh, like backstabbing, you know. But I think that's in just human nature, you know what I mean, in yes. general. Uh, I won't say how they really feel. So it's mostly like 
you have to you have to kind of feel out the person and like read between the lines and i noticed just i just noticed that a lot in the especially in the philippines um where they're just afraid to just speak up you know uh the next one is very judgmental you know um and this one i see it um because i've just dealt with it a lot here i don't know how it is in the philippines but mm. a lot of men are like lazy right uh. and they uh they tend to like depend on the wife or the woman for the for the lot of the work i'm shocked by that but we'll elaborate through this list right okay yeah uh this term called colonialism right where i think it came from the war world war Two, and a lot especially in um in the in the philippines where if it's stateside or made in america or if it's something from america that it's such a big like a big thing it's better than the local yeah right and um the next one is brand whores like it's all about the brand right and don't get me wrong i like i like quality stuff i like quality things but i think it gets to a point where it's just like you got to get it because of the brand and it's like it it doesn't make a person you know what i mean sure the brand does not make a person and another one is they don't normally keep their word oh well, a lot a lot okay i'm not saying i'm, I'm not trying to generalize generalize like the the whole you know like nation nation right <laughs> but these are just you know and the thing is the, these are like negative traits but i'm pretty sure we're gonna go over the positive traits too sure and, and the whole purpose of us going through this list honestly russ is we can't be hypocritical about things mm-hmm. because not every culture is perfect as a matter of fact every cult- culture is not perfect right and i think to immediately address this right away and give positive feedback in in repost, mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. So that we're just going to knock out a, a lot of these traits. I, you know, because you you nailed a lot of the traits. Uh, I think what I did was uh, I just summed it into two other two other parts. I experienced this when I was growing up in the Philippines. Okay. Is a lot of Filipinos tend to brag about what they have mm. in social settings. Okay. Mm. Instead of not bragging and being humble. Yeah. You know, if you're like second generation, third generation money, it's like, oh, no, no, we're okay. You know, mm-hmm. and I hate to make it like Crazy Rich Asians reference again. Uh, you know, uh, Henry Golding plays humble. Quite a bit. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there in a fucking studio set up airspace in an air, in an airline. You know, yeah, my, my, my family's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember that. Where I, I, there is a strong new money effect with old money also in Manila. Mm. For, for you listening, gather that up. Old money still acting like new money. Like I've been to uh, a party where this was like one of Marcos's crony. And to understand the reference, Marcos is the longest tenured, like 20 year um, dictator, supposedly, or dictator in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. I was at uh, a party when I was very young. And these were people that that's had money for like 10 years, 12 years deep. And they would brag about like, oh, we have another Mercedes flying in from Germany. It's like, what the fuck? Your yeah. old money, your rich, rich money, your Oprah rich. Why are you bragging? Mm. So the other thing I wanted to add also was... Um, and I think between your lists... And these two other terminologies are all interstitial to to each other. Yeah. You know, is passive aggressiveness. Mm. This is very dangerous. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of like, because we'll be talking here for three hours if we went through <laughs> all 12 of these. Yeah. So we'll tie them all together. But passive aggressiveness, you know, uh, pretty much as far as for your list, it could be interweaved with, won't say how they really feel. Yeah. Uh, they don't keep their word. Mm. Uh, judgmental because you could be passive aggressive and then, and then <clears throat> by being judgmental, mm-hmm. like very judgmental, right? Yeah, 
Um, I, I think a lot of this has to do with because, again, don't hold me to this, Russ. For you who's listening, don't hold me to this. This is what I learned from uh, martial arts by training in Filipino Escrima, Kali and Arnis. Um, supposedly, the first Filipino were the Itas. There was a small, pygmy, burly Filipino. Next were the Indonesians and the Malaysians, the proto-Malays. And then it was the Chinese and then the Spanish. And then, and then we got freed in the Spanish-American War, World War I, World War II. Mm. So you can imagine you get confused as a nation. Mm. Yep. Um, I, I know. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, I can see that, definitely. Yeah, and, and I know um, like words like katawa. In Indonesian, tawa means smile in Filipino. Pute is white in Indonesian. Pute is white in Filipino. Uh, inihao mm. is uh, to grill in Filipino. Uh-huh. Nihao is to, uh, in certain Chinese dialects, is to grill. Okay. So there are transferred la- subsects of, of languages into our root language. So that's where we're comprised. Okay. So for shits and giggles sake, Mm -hmm. let's tie in like two, three together from Mm. your list. So remember, I just have passive aggressive and and braggart. Okay. So maybe we could tie in um, don't keep their word, Mm -hmm. passive aggressiveness, Mm -hmm. and get meaning jealousy and won't say how they really feel. Hmm. Okay. And backstabbers. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about the pool of that. All right. Uh, do you want to start or should I start with an example? Well, you know, something that came up to my mind right now when okay. you said this, I think it reminded me of this ter- this saying called bahalana. Right? Ay, bahalana. Right? Right. right. Which means uh, sort of like how do you... Let uh, it happen. Like let it happen. Whatever happens, happens. Right? And I think... Um, I've heard that a lot, um, just throughout, um, the Philippines, right? It's like, it's, and, you know, growing up, especially like, um, here in LA, right? And, you know, with our backgrounds, like, you know, we have a lot of deadlines and we have, you know, we're in an industry where, you know, everything matters, right? Everything counts. So hearing that it's, it makes me feel like. They're not really keeping their word, you know. Agreed, and it could be tied into being lazy. Yeah, it could be. It could be tied into. Yeah, you're right, Charles. It could be tied into being lazy, and um, and uh, you know, I think it's it's just maybe is it the traffic that makes people like, or the heat that makes people kind of like just lazy from the the weather over there in the Philippines, like where it gets so hot, like you don't really want to do stuff you know and it kind of slows down the pace sort of like in hawaii and you know, everything feels so slow very brilliant i was holding back from mentioning being with the island block radio channel before. okay okay but go ahead go ahead so you know of course you know being observant because i really wanted to understand like why things happen right you know moving back to the philippines a few years ago one thing i experienced was you know working in a uh, we have a family business. We, we have a printing company. And for me, when there's a deadline, like, and we have to deliver to the client, like here, especially here, like being a, you know, my background in web design and graphic design, if I have a client that I'm doing a project for, that I definitely want to deliver on time, right? But there's an incident where we had a client's um, prod, like I had a client in the Philippines and I and I knew it was supposed to be delivered a certain day. And what shocked me was the the attitude. I don't say it was attitude, but it was more like, yeah, it was an attitude of, oh, it's five o'clock, Russ. You know, uh, somebody at the office had told me, hey, it's five o'clock. We're not gonna be able to deliver it on time. And I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Like, what the? F- we told the client it's gonna be delivered today, and you're gonna tell me at five o'clock that we're not gonna deliver it. And like, oh, I'll just deliver it tomorrow. Like, it was no big deal. And it totally 
threw me off my grid. Like, what the? This is how it's done here? And I don't think it's done like that. I mean, and I don't want to assume the whole nation is like that. Sure. But I, that was the first time of many times I saw it throughout my stay there in the past three years. Let me add context. And I'm not going to give another Bahalana example because you covered a pretty good ground. Mm-hmm. But let me just compliment your point. Uh, one of the more derivatives, thanks to training in Scream and Arnis, was uh, the both the Visayan and the Mindanaoan Filipino warriors. Mm-hmm. They would pray to Batala. Okay. So in time of war, they just uh, I'm I'm gonna uh, metaphorically do it on the air, do the sign of the cross, but whatever their faith was in Batala. So when they prepare to fight, they say Batala na. Oh, wow. I never knew that. So if I die, I die. Mm-hmm. And and that is very sociologically equivocal to Americans to go, you know what? Let's just sign Kobe Bryant. Let's just sign Shaquille O'Neal. Let's, let's grab these two giants and let's not worry about it. We'll figure it out. That's what Bathala meant in that time. Wow. Let it happen. Okay. Let's figure it out, but let's just go for the gusto in business terms. Okay. Right? Uh, you know, like you you belong to, you and your brother have started this, um, is it like a financial investment? Yeah. Financial, you know, financial services. Services mm-hmm. uh, for, for the people called Rafino Republic. Sometimes if you're looking for a larger office, you go, you know what? We'll figure it out. Let's just bounce from this office and move to this other office. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Right. That's the spirit of Batalana. Okay. Let's just go to war anyways and do it. And deal. Okay. And the wow. uh, the good parallel to this podcast is let's correct that fucking Bahalana personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah. No, make it happen. Yeah. In other words, <clears throat> the way I would love to correct your situation is no, just print it. It's 537. Bahalana, I'll deal with the traffic. Exactly. That's the correct way. And that's probably what you what would you like you would like in that context, in that situation, in that client service situation, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So thank God I didn't bore you with the fucking <laughs> another story. But but you you hammered it pretty much. Okay. okay. You know? So I just wanted to add context to where that was derived from. Got it. Got and it. and that's how we could progress, right? Because mm-hmm. we're bit we're kind of doing this bitch fest fucking 2018 in my bedroom, <laughs> right? But in the way, it's it's corrective, and absolutely. it's a share. Absolutely, and you know, I think, um, and you know, the best way to I think correct things is to create awareness for it, you know. And it, it's it's like, let me let me give an example for that, Charles. A few years back, I produced a pageant called Miss Beauty of the Philippines, right? And this pageant, I've never done a pageant before, right? And it was just something that, you know, ki- kind of just uh, through the networks, you know, some some people gave me ideas. I mean, just to make the long story short, right? But to do, to do and I had six weeks to do it, right? But everything had to be precise, meaning... Um, you know, the venue needed to be on point, the the talents, the staff, the everything, right? The team. Production, Production segments, hosts, right? hosts, right? Food, Fo- makeup, lighting. Absolutely, right? Tickets. Mm-hmm. And promotions. Yeah. And one, you know, when I started dealing with like the I would like to call it the first gen uh Filipinos. Um please elaborate. But that means is like and I think it's when I dealt with it, I like dealt with like people a little bit older than me, you know, that uh, actually I looked up to because, you know, in Philippine culture, we look up to our elders. Right. So I've never worked with the with a community like that. You know, like the first gen titos and titas, I would call it, you know, out of respect. Right. But I just felt like when I. I was bringing people on board and not everybody because I had a lot. I had a really good team and I'm really grateful for everybody that helped out. Right. Sure. But there was just some incidents where I, I was I was excited about working with some people or someone. Right. And they had that half ass attitude about things. 
And it kind of disappointed me. Still in line to bahala na. Yeah, still in line to bahala na, right? But it and and also, you know, um, actually, it's crazy because when I was making this list, I was thinking of those people that I dealt with. I, I can imagine. So that's that. That's good. It's it's an interpersonal list yeah. for you. You know, but yeah, it was like the bahala na uh, thing. And is it okay if I go with the others? Like sure, sure. Like it was like the the crab mentality, like where it's like they saw some success in the pageant, but oh, you know what? We're gonna do our own instead of see. My thing was to com- like combine the whole culture, like uplift the Filipino community, especially here in LA. But instead of uplifting each other, everybody started like doing the crab mentality, the backstabbing, right? And then there was like, oh, we we start we have practice Filipino time. Oh, people don't show up till like two hours later. That's bullshit, right? Press a, a press con, but people won't show up for like we're like an hour late, and like I had some volunteers that were second gen, like they were actually born here, and they're like, what? and I'll remember, I'll never forget this because they were like, is this how it is? Because they've done events with, you know, just local LA events, and it's not specifically Filipino events, but they've done, they've worked with like you know studios and like. Just local, you know, growing up in L.A., we, we were so, like, exposed to, like, the local studios. Exposed and involved. And involved to entertainment, right? And to entertainment. And the first incident was we had, a like, a press conference, right, to introduce the, 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 um, the pageant, right? And she was like, why are we, like, an hour and a half late? Is this how it is? It's so disorganized. And I was like... Wow, because I was feeling it, you know, as much as as much as we wanted to be on time, right, with the team. It's like we there was an outside force that I felt like we couldn't control, and the outside force was like the um, the the other people we were trying to deal with. Does that make sense? Sure, it makes sense. Yeah, sure. It's all conducive to a giant storm, right? Yeah, and I think, see, like when I like uh, for example, Charles, like. Dealing with you, it's not like that. It's it, you know what I'm saying. It's like you're on point. You're precise. Like you do what you do. Like if you say you can do something, you do it. And that's like, and you execute, execute. And I, it's so professional, right? And this is what I was expecting from certain people back then. When at I, a large capacity, yes, right. And I thought they were professionals, but it very it it actually. I don't know. Maybe I was expecting too much. Or give me one example, one one specific example for the listening audience. Because right now we have the broad stroke. Okay. So let's go specific into where. Okay, they relate, or or right now in context in line to where you're talking about. There was someone that didn't do something, or they were really late. Oh, okay. Could it be the press, or, uh, or you set a time and then they showed up? Yeah. Uh, for example, right. Uh, not not just the press, but even like the, I think like some of the contestants too, like were late. You know what I mean, right? And of course, you know, being being that it's like our was first, it one of them that I liked? <laughs> I, no, I can't remember that, that I went on three dates with. <laughs> Never got the bone. This guy. Oh, uh, that's another. That's another. Uh, that, yeah, episode. that's somewhere down the line. Yeah, that's another episode. I just like to <laughs> <laughs> reveal some of my embarrassing failures <laughs> of dating Filipinos. <laughs> Half yeah. Filipino. You threw me off. You threw me off right now. But no, uh, we, we gotta we gotta break the balance. <laughs> but yes, so like one of the contestants not showing up on time. Yeah. You're a contestant. Hello. Yeah. It basically I. Now that I think about it, there's a few. You know what I mean? And you know what? The thing is, I was just trying to be very patient about things because I know that it's also nerve-wracking like for to be in competition. You know, I mean, they all the girls worked hard for it, you know. Well, good. That's good to know. But I just, there's just incidents. Even like some people that we were trying to partner up with as far as the production side, I think that's the that's where it really like blew me away because... I considered them like to be working with us, right? Because obviously they they have done something 
that I thought that was gonna like uplift the whole project, right? And you recognize what they've achieved. Yeah. But when it came down to delivering stuff, like, you know, we had somebody agree that they were gonna do the the um gowns. And the funny thing is we were waiting, we were waiting, and like we had an agreement, we had signed paperwork that they were gonna supply gowns for all the contestants and it came down to they're gonna supply a gown to just one contestant but it's like they get we just felt like we got kept we we kept getting right we left we got left hanging is that making sense sure sure we got left hanging with a lot of stuff right and we had another incident where we had asked people to help sell tickets for us and the funny thing is one guy ran away with tickets and we never got the tickets back so wow we, so we had to reprint tickets, right? And de- and like void all those tickets that we had, that he had, right? But I'm like, did he sell those tickets and keep the money? I that and at the, if you look at the overall picture, picture, if you're uh, somebody that bought the ticket, who's going to look bad? The producers, right? The people running the pageant. The people running the pageant. But we had trusted this guy to help us sell tickets. And then he couldn't come up with the tickets when it was time to turn it in. It was just like that. Like, those are like little things. I was just like, wow, these are people that I actually had respect for. You know, people that, like I said, in the Filipino community, like, we look up to our elders, right? So I'm, they're probably like 10, 15 years older than me. So I'm expecting them to act a little bit more mature. Okay, so you've painted several scenarios just for one incident. Yeah. One production. Yeah. So as an end result of what Russell's talking about, I've had several conversations with you, my good friend Vince, Mm -hmm. uh, soloist. Uh, He used to be like one of the head guys for the Rhyme Along. Uh, I've talked to you and Vince and I'm like, dude, I'm done working with Filipinos. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking done. I'll throw events at the Conga Room. I get a check from fucking Miracle Mile Entertainment. Yeah. Within 30 days. Yeah. I, I, I... I uh, do promotions and marketing for good vibe. They tell me what to do. I do something. I I get my return. Yeah. I I, I work with um. I ran a label with my good friend Chris. We get distribution. The Japanese send this money. It's in the bank. As as, as soon as we show them a, sh- a shipping label. Yeah. Wire money in the bank. Done. Mm-hmm. Done working with Filipinos, Russ. Vince, I'm fucking done. I'm done. I'm fucking over it. Wow. I love the food. Mm-hmm. I love my close friends. But there's no more room for any more Filipinos jumping in. To compliment your point about people biting. Even today, societal-wise, on Instagram, people will follow you. But they will follow you to copy you. Wow. They will never like your photos, mm. but they're just there to make sure they copy your style. I, I've been on a, a, a station where it's ran by two flips. The one flip uh, was really nice. He's no longer with that station, ironically. Mm. Uh, totally copied the editing style. Uh, the, the premiere show copied like segments. I have an episode where me, Jason, and Zach, we... We we murder these two p- folks that copied the segment and interview stuff. Hmm. You know, um, but there are ways I feel to handle things, and 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 the good solution to this, Russ, I think you may agree ASAP or not. If not, I'll explain to the listening audience who don't. Is to keep pushing forward. Yeah. In other words, wow. in other words. You threw a pageant, someone else copied it. Either you move forward and kept pushing forward with other endeavors, or you keep throwing pageants and then be com- in competition towards them. Right, right. And then eventually you will work things out. And to make things very personal, um, uh, me and Jay, my co-host, we've had a falling out. You and I had had a falling out. Mm-hmm. 
but time healed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't want to like delve into detail. But you and I went on different directions of throwing promotions yeah. for an evening, right? With, yeah. with Richie, let's just say that. The one thing I learned by staying and still throwing events is separate business from the friendship. In other words, if you, me, and Richie separated and stopped doing promotions, we could still hang out, go to San Luan and drink. Mm-hmm. But because of the Filipino mentality and untaught and taught via this list, we couldn't separate the personal. Right. We couldn't separate personal and business. Yeah. I mean, okay. With Jay, uh, there was an effort-based issue on the program, right? But because I was in my, I'm in my 40s now and Jay's in his 40s, we handled it like really good friends. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's like, you know, sparse feelings that aren't parallel, but still me and, me and Jay are good friends. And to knock this out, to not make it about completely Filipino, uh, me and Warren had a falling out, you know? But the one thing I did learn is you can't be also truly native. What I mean by that, Russ, is if you experience more life outside than just your tribe, the Philippines, like you, you've dealt with non-Filipinos who get the job done, right? Yeah. yeah. I've dealt with, with the same thing in business. Because of experiencing not just your tribe, I learned like, hey, you can move on. You can still be friends. Or you can be cordial in front of each other, but just never do business with, with that person. That's true. That's true. So that, that's the one great thing um, with my friendship with you, with Jay, with Warren, with Jeremy, with Nathan. They always text and check on me. I know you're in the Philippines. How are you, man? Nice. How are you doing? Uh, you can add Vince occasionally. Hmm. He'll check in. Okay. So what me and Russell are talking to you about is true inherited experience. This is not, we're just angry and fucking fruit lying shit. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. You know, you know, so I, I wanted to share that. Well, I guess Russell's playing, uh, yin and I'm playing yang because Russell's hammering these examples of, of 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 his past business experience. I can't relate other business experience, but to be more personal, mm. right yeah. now. So uh, that that's a great thing that the way you've been relaying all this stuff. Okay, you know? thanks, Charles. But um, you know one one thing um that I, I do want to bring up. Mm. It, actually, a few things. I, I love this. Actually, I love this topic because it's just so per, it's just so close to my heart. You know what I mean? Like, still deal with it. Yeah, and you know, yeah, we did the pageant, and yeah, you're right. Like, other pageants came after us. Pageant, like, other pageants came after us, and there was a pageant that got started the year after we did ours. Who was supposed to help us with our pageant, but they backed out, and pretty much. If you look at the pageants now, it's pretty much a mimic of how we did ours in 2011, right? Sons of bitches. And you know you know the saying, you could get bitter, you can get better, right? And yeah, it, you know, because it wasn't really, it's not like I don't want people to do pageants, right? I, I commend them. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work and it's stressful, right? And I... And I, I just want to clarify the fact that, you know, I moved on from that. You know what I mean? I'm only bringing it up now because I just wanted to use these as examples. As a lesson. As a lesson, right? But I've moved on from that from that scene, right? And actually, I'm 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 so grateful, so grateful for the fact that I was able to step out of that and like move forward with my own ventures, right? Other ventures, right? And. Uh, let me let me just go backtrack a little bit, you know. With uh, one thing, and like, like I said in the beginning of this uh, uh, this uh, podcast, right? Mm-hmm. When I made this list, I think some of these traits I had to myself. You know what I mean? Like, won't see how they feel, really feel. Growing up, I think I had a really hard time 
say doing that. You know, I had a really hard time just expressing how I really felt. And I think, I don't know, like being raised, it was just like if I talked back, it was like if I said how I felt, it was a sign of being disrespectful and talking back. Why are you being American? Yeah. It's not us. Right. And I think that was growing up. I think for me, that was a big conflict internally. Right. Where it's like, and I saw that recently when I moved to the Philippines because I, you know, the, especially the past, I would say 10, 15 years where I, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of self, uh, self-development, self-improvement and, and like, there's no way you can actually operate and run a business without changing like the, the software in your head. Right. Um, and I learned from mentors and coaches that, you know, are, are pretty much successful, not just money wise, but just in their lifestyle. And I, I, and I got like coaching and I was like, whoa, why was I having such a hard time speaking up? Right. And then when I went to the Philippines and I started like speaking my mind, uh, you know, I had an incident with my, my father, right. With my dad in the Philippines. And I was just speaking from my heart. Like I, not like to fight him or to be disrespectful, but just to be clear. And this is on certain things that I wanted. And, you know, just so he knows how I feel. But I think he took it as a sign of me talking back. And I, and it was like, and I'm so grateful for those moments because those moments like actually made our relationship stronger because I was like, you know, I just wanted my dad to know who I'm, who I really am. Right. And by me being able to explain to him like how I really felt, and it wasn't easy, Charles. It wasn't easy. Like, hey, dad, this is how I feel, and then he took it. No, because you have a humble personality too. Okay, that's a that's another restraining. Well, that sounds negative, but it's a restraining thing from being expressive. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. So when I spoke up about feelings, it came off as, oh, you're not a good, you know, you're not being a good child or son or whatever that was right and then i had to explain no that's not it i'm i grew up in l i grew up in la where you know hey when i went to when i went when they i go dad you sent me to some schools that they tell you how to you need to speak up right he sent me to a school called flint ridge prep in la Cañada. man i've never seen kids talk back to their teachers the way these kids did you know what I mean? And it wasn't just because they were being disrespectful. Those kids, they just grew up speaking their mind, right? And for me, it was like shocking because it was like, whoa, I would never say that to an elder. I would never say that to like a tito, a tita, or like a someone older than me. Which right? for the non-Filipino listeners, tito means uncle, feminine version. Tita means aunt. Yeah. And I think, you know, now that we're, we're in this uh, you know, part of the, the conversation, right? I'm beginning to see now why, you know, people don't really say how they feel in the community, in the Philippines, right? Because, I'm sorry. No, 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 finish up. Uh, because it all starts even with the school system. I see it with like, you know, as a young kid, you know, you're when you go to school, whatever the teacher says, you do. It's all from the upbringing, right? It's like, and I don't even want to go that deep, but uh, it also, there's a lot of Catholic guilt involved in there somewhere. Spice trade culture, right? Post-colonial culture. Where it's like, you know, you're bad. You're a sinner, right? Everything you do is bad, right? While in the meantime, Jesuit priests are jacking off in front of fucking their young students getting busted in Rome. Oh, well, yeah, see, you know? So it's just so many, there's just so many like incidents of now that I think about it, why it's hard for Filipinos to really see how they feel. There's this thing they, they call it the gray area where it's like paramdaman. Is that the right word? Sure. Even, even when we drive in the Philippines, it's really like, you know, here in LA, it's like left, right, straight, left, right, straight, right? But there in the Philippines, there's no rules. You just got to feel the other driver if you're gonna sing it or cut him out or it's just really being and i and i was like that's when i started learning like it's the culture it's the yeah. culture and uh 
I guess we could call this the emotional and personality diaspora of the Filipinos. Uh, to largely complement your point, something that's somewhat backward, but it's a relief to me that after living in Glendale, I learned the bros, the R bros. Yeah. Do it. Mm. If you're not from L.A. and you're listening to this, there is a heavy, heavy amount of Armenians that live here in Glendale. They're very aggressive drivers. Mm -hmm. On the way to watch the UFC fight to Jason's house, he lives really close. He's like in the Glassell Park, Eagle Rock area, mm -hmm. right? There's a one, two, three, three-way stop. And this this truck is a fucking plumbing company. Wow. I went on a full stop. And then as, as I was about to go, they didn't stop. My goodness. Okay? So I honk. Scary. I honk at them. And you know what they do in return? They honk. So because they know they're at fault, but the immediate emotional reaction to it is to be angry and not be culpable or responsible mm. for your fault. Uh, that that's also something uh, that's going to be challenging to changing what you're talking about that needs to be changed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, wait, we're at a three-way stop. I'm the one who stopped. I almost hit you because you didn't stop. And then you have the gall to fucking honk back at me. So I flicked them the fucking bird and nothing happened. Right. Cause they probably knew they were at fault, but mm -hmm. that's an instantaneous a passive aggressive reaction also to that. Mm. Okay. That you know, I totally agree with you with Glendale drivers. You know, uh, drive up fucking Brand Boulevard, you'll see twenty smash Camrys that are well, brand new. I'm to be honest with you, Charles. I'm afraid to even drive in Glendale because I had a huge car accident here in 2014, where the lady ran the red, 18 year old driver, right. Ran the red, and unfortunately, her father had connections in the department, and they made it my fault. I got hit twice. You know. Wow. I got hit yeah, twice, yeah. like walking. Whoa. Like, we both stopped. I looked at him. He looked at me. I'm the pedestrian. I have the right of way. I walk, and then when with barely any space, a fucking Escalade clipped me. So I get it. Yeah. So, you know, being passive aggressive to me, that's part of that suppressive discipline that you're talking about. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Don't talk back. Yeah. Listen to the teacher. Listen to dad. Don't say anything bad. You know what happens is your daughter becomes a fucking, a cum bucket <laughs> at the age of 19 because <laughs> she's attending LaSalle University in Manila. <laughs> Or she's blowing the fucking UCLA football team. Mm. You know, because they, they become so oppressed. Yeah. Absolutely. And then where, where does the anger start? Oh, the parents get mad. Because mm -hmm. you're not listening. Well, dad, guess what? You trained me to be a mute and have this freedom now. So now there's that personality clash. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Here's where I know you make your own money, Russ. Because... I make my own money. I independently took on a broadcasting career in college. Wow. And I said, fuck you to my mom and dad because I'm paying for it. You know, my dad, because I was taking uh, um, broadcasting, he decided not to give me any. Like, my brother's a fully funded scholarship through Richard Dow, through his CSUN career. I had to pay for everything from junior college. Wow. Because he was like, no, I, I don't support that. Mm, I, okay. I'm still paying for my student loans. Wow. I went to art center for one semester, one summer. Well worth it. <laughs> but goddamn, I'm still paying for that fucking $80,000 semester and a half. Wow, thing. semester and a half for 80 grand? Yep. Man, what a great business. Art hey, center. We, hey, we should open up a, the, the smart center. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, that's another topic, Charles, because, you know, I do financial services and I'll tell you right now, 
But you can go with it. Oh, it's, yeah. it's our podcast. Fuck but it. College, college, man, it's a great business. And a lot of kids nowadays are getting out of school with huge loans, at least $60,000 in loan. And they're trying to find a job that's going to pay them forty grand, right, a year. And it's a, I believe it's a fucked up system. It's I, a I agree, up too. System, you know? I agree, too. Because it's like, you, you, because the system is... You go to school, get good grades, work hard, go to college, right? So that you can get out of college with a freaking fat-ass loan so that you can find a job that, to pay off your loan and your rent and you're asked out. I'm on LinkedIn, okay. so I check out the threads a lot. And, um, you know, there's so many subtopics on millennials. Mm -hmm. They don't value a college education anymore. It's not the same anymore. It's not the same. And the other thing is they're, because they're so capable technologically growing up mm -hmm. since the age of like 12, 13, yeah. they can do a bunch of tech jobs. They yeah. can do a bunch of programming jobs or like anything from SEO. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. to um, anything, social media content creation. They all have cameras. They know how to run a digital camera. It's a, it's a different world now. And, different and, world now. And it's changing with the Filipino kids too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Even in the Philippines, you know, they're so... And one thing about the... I'll, I'll tell you this. You want I'll, me to turn on the AC? Are you cool? I'm cool. Okay. I'm cool. But I, one thing I love about the Philippines, or the Filipinos, we're so innovative. We're so innovative. Where it's like, you teach us something, or you know, we can figure things out, right? You can even see that in the jeepney, right? World War uh, creation. World Yeah. You know? Or revamp the 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 army the GIs left the 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 jeeps there, and they ended up using it as now it's a public transportation. Yep. Right. But um, you know, like I just I this topic that we're talking about it's so it's such a I think we're gonna have many episodes of this because there's just continuously you know because it's just like how do you put every how do you put a culture into one one talk you can't you know it's just a continue like and you can't even. We're just right now. We're just trying to create awareness for it because it's like the it's the elephant in the room. Like nobody really wants to talk about it. Trust me, it's more fun in the Philippines. You know what I'm saying? It's more fun. It really is more fun personally, right? Especially with the exchange rate, fifty eight pesos to a dollar. Is it fifty eight now? Yeah. Wow. Right. Good for good for the dollar. Right. Good for the dollar. More girls in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm More happy for you, in the Philippines. <laughs> Man, I think... It's more assisted showers in the Philippines. Well, you know, I think that's part of the tourism in the Philippines. That's what helps the tourism there. I think it's the unsaid, unspoken part of tourism. I I'm going to be very Filipino, Russ. And I don't know if I'm just falsely defending the Philippines. Uh-huh. It's not as bad as Vietnam or fucking oh, Thailand. It's not. But you got to admit, it's there. There is Jackoff Avenue in Makati. <laughs> right? There is Come in the Mouth Boulevard yeah. in Quezon City. Yeah. And there is I Am on Birth Control <laughs> in San Fernando La Union in the Philippines. And unfortunately, it's how, you know, some people make money, right? And they got to send their kids to do certain things, right? And, you know, uh, I've been to Thailand. I've been to Vietnam. And, you know, even if you don't look for it, you kind of see things around being a tourist, right? Things you normally don't see here in out, like, you know, openly in L.A., right? You just, you just don't. But it's one of those conversations where it's like you're with your cousins and they bring up topics like, oh, look, but locations of where to get a massage you know what i mean like stuff like that and i know people that just go there for that at least we don't have a child fuck village like vietnam yes and I'm, that i mean that's something else dude that is something else there's being bad i spank you bad mm -hmm. go back to your wife bad at least you're you don't have any diseases right okay be good manny Go back to Jinky. <laughs> back, yeah. <laughs> but 
Child fuck village is another thing. Wow. And you know this, the the a, po- a positive side of this is now people are going to be more aware of it that it does exist. Yeah, and honestly, and I think there, there's so many expats and jobs that are opening in Manila. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's decreased in now they're just regular whores. <laughs> Right? Like yeah. of age. Of age. Like 18 to 27. I would like to believe so. That's the... It's I would diff- like to You know, so. I have a different vibe. Yeah? Where before before this whole development in Bonifacio Global City, Makati, Quezon City. These are all major cities and metropolitans in Manila, by the way. Um, uh, total, like, uh, natural investments in, like... Boracay, um, Puerto Princesa, Palawan, and now there's a new spot to uh, see is Chargal. Mm. Uh, the, everyone's probably thinking I'm like I'm naming like Chinese fucking dishes or some <laughs> shit like that. But 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 it feels like a little bit more exploratory than just uh, let's do a sucky fucky trip, Russ. <laughs> Yeah. Here's 10,000 milligrams. We're here for 10 days. That's 1,000 milligrams per day, bro. <laughs> Just do it. Do it, bro. Do it. I, you know, I just, yeah, it's, you know, you just some, sometimes you're just like, man, you know, God bless America. I'll tell you for sure. Um, do you have anything else to touch on? I may have a couple of quick uh, blips to examples to touch on. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe we can wrap in about five, ten minutes. Okay. So, you know, we're talking about crabs in a barrel, right? Mm. I'll give people a big example. Um, there was like a Filipino TV station that was found like in Pasadena. Okay. And there was this one guy, he's a cool guy, but it's just, he's, you could tell he's new to the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, I asked him about, hey, how about, are you guys seeking more Filipino talent and what's the culture like there? Never got a response. I showed up there just to meet the programmers. Mm-hmm. His face saw me and he went white. Wow. Cause he, yeah. Because he was like, oh my God, what is he doing here? It's like, dude, I'm not trying to take anyone's job. You have to understand the entertainment pie is huge. Yeah. There's room for everyone to improve. But yeah, there is. There is. There's room for everyone to share the pie. Yep. You know, like and and one thing I I I I found out, bro, that because you know I'm an illegitimate child, my mom's side didn't come from money. My dad came from money, but he was like the black sheep. So he wasn't, like, really responsible with money. Like, I get along with Filipinos who come from, who are self-made. Yeah. That's where, like, you and I got along better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we used to have a mutual friend. And I was moving to the Philippines in 2011 to pursue radio and voiceover. And this dickhead said, what are you going to do in the Philippines? Mooch off your parents? Wow. Wow. I was like, Dunzo. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's an example of, like, crabs in the barrel. That actually, now that I think about it, that is a, that is a great example of it. It is. Yeah. Well, why don't you support instead of judge? That goes to. Uh, I have that. That's what Judgmental. I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it, you know they're all tied. Wow. It, it, yeah, it is all tied. Yeah. Should we close? Um. Or you have you have something else to voice? Yeah, I do. Sure. Let's uh, get down. Well. You know, um, I mean, there's just, just talking about this, it just, it gets, it's like so dear to my heart because I love the Philippines, Charles, and I love our culture. I love the Filipinos, right? And that's, that's the whole reason why I even agreed to do the pageant in the first place because it was to uplift the Filipino culture, right? And that's why I called it Miss Beauty of the Philippines because it's the beauty of the Filipino people, our land, our culture, our race, right, as a whole, right? And we are all over the globe now. There is this term that I've used in the past, and I think it's being used a lot now, but it's called global Filipino or global Pinoy, right? Because we're so, 
and and one good thing about the Filipinos is you throw us anywhere in the world, we will adapt. We we know how to adapt. We we can get along with people, and we are hard workers. For for the most part, we are hard workers, right? And um, and I think that's why we're we're talking about this is because we're trying to clarify why these traits are showing up in our culture. Like, why? What's the history? Or what's the like? Where did this all stem from? Because it had to have stemmed from something, right? And even the fact that you know, how, I have a theory. By the way, when you're done, okay. Just like how we just fig, how just you know, the jeepney came from the the American uh, jeeps in the war, right? All these traits that we just listed, it stemmed from something in the past, and I'm excited to unearth all these. Uh, traits like we'll expose it and we'll create awareness for it but we're gonna figure out why it's showing up okay so I'll close yeah let me start with the theory and then the relief okay okay to, to end good my theory is because we come from so many different um, originated backgrounds there's no solidarity oh it's one thing like the brilliance of Singapore, I spoke about Lee Kuan Yew, mm-hmm. the first like supposed like organizer and chief president. He said, "You fucking Malaysians, be Malaysians. You Chinese, be Chinese. You Indians, be Indians. But here in Singapore, we're going to be together, but still be your own." Wow, magnificent. Wow. And the second structure that Lee Kuan Yew set up was housing for the poor. Mm-hmm. Amazing, right? Yeah. Because Singapore is a, a, a trading dock and port. Yo, we got to keep this shit clean. Every motherfucking boat comes here. We have to be industrious. So for my first thing is there wasn't any structure from so many different ethnicities. Like I mentioned, the Itas, the Malays, the Indonesians, the Chinese, the Spanish, hmm. Voltron, Filipino. Yeah. The second thing is because we are mostly and primarily poor, mm. every time everyone's trying to come up. Wow, that's powerful. Everyone's trying to come up. So it's like we are literally in that barrel. Mm. Oh, there's that crab. He's climbing up. Nope. Let me try and use him as a ladder to get on top of him. Oh. And then the next other crab comes up. Oh my God. That's my way to the top of the, to escape the barrel. Because we're all universally poor. Hmm. And the ones who made it, they're so far from acknowledging old money-isms, mm-hmm. they just look down at people. Wow, which is sad. But here's the biggest relief for us. I'm learning that this is prevalent in Mexico, where the Euro-Mexicans who are Spanish-oriented look down on the darker Mexicans who are the Indios. Hmm. South Africa has it. Brazil has it. Oh, yo, no, you were a port slave. Wow. Why the fuck? No. Tu eres un negrita. You're a fucking black chick. Okay. Wow. So uh, until I started banging all these hot Mexican girls that I lied to, like I was going to take care of them and love them. I'm, I learned through their families that they have that too. Wow. And blacks have it too. And... I'll play this audio bit from Kevin Hart. Okay. Um, it comes off urban and comedic, but it's highly enlightening. This is a uh, Kevin Hart, and he's a guest on the Colbert Show, mm-hmm. and he talks about black comedy and uh, blacks who experience crabs in a barrel. Uh, will this book make people rich? If they read this book, will they have a, a, a prosperous life? Absolutely not. What you will have, what you will have is a different attitude in your approach to becoming prosperous. That's what this book will do. This book will simply make you stay true to your dream. It will make you be determined to find the successful version of yourself. At the end of the day, I want people to be better. 
That's why I'm sharing this information. I don't want to be successful by myself. There's enough success in the world for everybody. Everybody should be able to get a piece. And I think that if everybody adapts that mindset, that our world will ultimately become a better place. Right now, it's a crab in a barrel mentality. And it takes people to speak up about being positive, about bringing people closer together. And that's what I do, man. What is a crab? What is... What is a crab in a barrel mentality? You a lost crab, it. a crab in a barrel. You put a bunch of crabs in a barrel. Yeah. Every crab that tries to climb out of the barrel, there's another crab that's going to grab that crab and pull him back in. Eventually, no crabs can get out the barrel because they're all pulling each other back down because they're all trying to get to the top. No crab is helping. How do you not know that? I don't understand. Because <laughs> I haven't read your damn book yet. So there you go. Just learning, this is what I mean, where you just can't be native. Mm -hmm. With the power of the internet, you can experience other cultures already and go, oh, we're not the only ones experiencing that. They are too. It's not the context of saying, hey, hey, you're fucked up too. No, it's like, okay, I don't have to be insecure anymore. Because other people than other Filipinos, this is just a human experience. This is not a fucked up Filipino thing. This is an everybody thing. Nice. That's true. So so that's episode number two? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm excited about that. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, so uh, signing off with Russell and Charles, it's Plug 1-2, episode 2, Crabs in a Barrel. Asian Unfiltered on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.